Hello, welcome to episode 25 of the Beyond Trauma podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about nervous system regulation and how important this action is for everyone, not just people who have experienced trauma, but for anyone who wishes to live a calm and content life. Like, really, it's that important. Um, So... Let's get down to some of the basics. I just want to jump into this right away. And I want this to be sort of a short and concise episode for you guys. So what is nervous system regulation? Why is it important for people who have experienced trauma? And why is it important for just like everyone anyway? (laughs) But especially for those who have experienced trauma. So your nervous system regulates all sorts of systems, right? It helps with your brain function, it helps with your bodily functions, and with your emotional functions. Like it basically is tied into like every aspect of your life and every function of your body. So when you experience trauma, your nervous system gets overloaded, which means that it has to defend itself, right? It gets overwhelmed by whatever has happened and that's why trauma is very relative. So what's very overwhelming for one person's nervous system might not be very overwhelming for another person's nervous system, okay? So we all handle things differently. Trauma can be defined differently for every person. So when your system gets overloaded, it goes into fight, flight, freeze, or fawn mode. And I think we've talked about these before, but let's just overview those really quickly again. Um, Freeze mode is obviously like you you freeze up, you can't move. Sometimes this means um, that you can't speak, that you are unable to verbally defend yourself. Uh, Sometimes it might mean that you cannot leave the location even though you wish to leave. It feels like you're too heavy, you just can't move. Okay, fight mode could be like verbally fighting with someone, um, verbally like really defending yourself. I go into fight mode a lot. (laughs) And it can also mean like physically fighting, uh, being like physically aggressive. And like I see this a lot with like moms too when like you see a mom get, get their system, their nervous system gets overloaded and they like yank their kid up by their arm and they're like, flinging them around and putting them in timeout, right? Like I've done that before too. Like no shame to those moms who react that way. But that's a, that's a fight response, okay? We have flight. So like either physically, mentally running away from whatever is overwhelming you. So I'm just like, I do all of these. <laughs> I'm just like a nervous system, total response person. But um, this can be like, you know, if a fight between you and your spouse becomes too overwhelming, you have to physically leave the room. Like you are running away um, and you're locking yourself in the bathroom and then you're going into freeze mode and you're not responding, right? You can have multiple reactions at the same time. Um, Flight mode can also be like binge eating cookies and like watching way too many episodes of a Netflix series because you are fleeing. You're trying to get away from your thoughts and emotions that are bringing you pain that um, remind you of this terrible thing that happened. Okay. 
And then fawn mode is like people pleasing to an extreme level where uh, you, you just want everyone to be happy, right? And you want everyone to get along and you don't want any more conflict. So this, I, I want to say, you know, usually is when you have had trauma with another person and that relationship is on the rocks um, or is you're being abused, uh, you're being manipulated, anything like that. So you, you just agree with that person. You do things that you don't want to do that you wouldn't normally agree to because you just want to keep the peace. So that is the fawn response, okay? So these are the ways like, that your brain responds. It defends itself from the overwhelming event that happened, right? And sometimes, like depending on our level of uh, resiliency and our coping, coping, <laughs> pardon me, our coping mechanisms that we have been taught by our parents or by teachers. Um, sometimes we get right back out of that uh, response from the brain and we regulate our nervous systems and go on with our day. So like for an example, when I was 16, I got in a collision in my car which was so traumatizing on so many levels because I was a brand new driver. I totaled my car, the airbag hit me in the face, I was bleeding, all these people came and were like asking me if I was okay and they're calling 911 and the ambulance came and it was all very overwhelming for me and I was just like in a daze, like total freeze response for me. And my mom was very upset with me obviously because I just crashed my car that I had like just gotten. And uh, I stayed frozen for like a week and I was very nervous in cars and when I was able to uh, get a new car from like my insurance payout, I was very nervous like driving around in my car. I was like so scared I was gonna hit another car, right? And then eventually that response went away. I regulated my nervous system to the point where it felt safe to be in a car again. But there are people out there, right, who get into a very bad car accident and they're ne never able to ride in a car again or maybe not, maybe they can't drive a car, but they can be chauffeured around. You know, everyone reacts differently. So sometimes we can get stuck in these patterns. And usually I like to talk more about relationships and how those are affected by the trauma that we experience. And so... Having being stuck in a nervous system response could look like, you know, lots of dysfunctional relationships where you attract people into your life who, you know, are abusive or who don't understand your needs or, you know, you're finding repetitive, repetitive relationships that are a lot like how your father treated you or how your mother treated you or whatever, um, or it could look like repeating trauma that you experienced uh, on your children. So like if you came from a, a family that yelled and screamed, like you could be a yeller and screamer too, right? And that's, that's a nervous system response and that's a, that's a fight mode response, right? So if you're stuck long-term in a nervous system response, your nervous system is getting kind of tired and, and it's like your brain is on working double overtime, trying to protect you from all of the things that it thinks is really scary out in the world, right? It's like, you are going to die. 
100%, I have to keep you safe from everything, right? <laughs> and so that's why nervous system regulation is so important for people who have experienced trauma because we have to take the time every single day to train the nervous system back into that content safe mode. Um, and it, it is a, a stark difference in feeling from when you are in the nervous system response mode and when you are in, we're just going to call that defense mode. So when you're in defense mode rather than content mode and feeling safe, we're going to call it safety mode, defense mode and safety mode. Okay. So obviously when you are in defense mode, like you're having a lot of anxiety, sometimes you're having panic attacks. You're overreacting to things that are not a big deal. You are overly defensive of yourself and your decisions. Um, you are overreacting to your children uh, when they spill things or when they get a bad grade or whatever it is, right? So like everything's like on edge, okay? And I'm sure you know that feeling. I know I do. And then when you're in safety mode, it's like your logical brain is lit up. Okay, that's your prefrontal cortex or like right on your forehead. Okay, <laughs> we always want to invite him to the party uh, because he's the best. So in safety mode, you're in your logical brain, which means you can be like, oh, my child spilled pinto beans all over the floor. This is not a big deal. I will just, you know, I have the patience and the energy to ask them to clean it up and I can help them. And I'm not, I, you know, I'm not going to freak out. Right. Um. And I'm sure you know how that feels too, or at least I hope you have experienced how it feels to be in safety mode and to be able to logically think through the things that are happening and realize what is a danger, what is a big deal, when do I really need to react dr dramatically and when can I just like stay chill, stay calm um, and respond to this in a way that will actually solve the problem rather than exacerbate it, right? So let's get into actual, like actually regulating. Actually, no, I want to talk about why this is important for everyone first. So system regulation is so important for every single human. <laughs> Even if you're not just living in, in a, uh, in defense mode, because if you are taking the time every single day to regulate your nervous system, then you are actively working to keep yourself in safety mode so that if something does happen, you have developed some resiliency. Your brain knows exactly where to go to regulate your nervous system, right? And it's going to jump straight to that instead of jumping straight into those fight, flight, freeze, or fawn mode, the defense system, right? So you want to train your brain to go straight to the safety instead of straight to the panic and freak out defense mode. And this is kind of like what happens with like first responders and police officers and things. Well, we hope, um, and we do know that there are people out there who like don't respond this way, but, um, when there's an emergency or a crisis, they jump into safety mode. Right. And they're like, okay, I'm taking the logical actions. I know exactly what to do. I know exactly how to help you, right? I'm going to stay calm so I can help keep you calm, help you regulate your nervous system, right? So you're actually doing other people a favor by being like training yourself to stay in safety mode. You help other people to stay in safety mode too. And I have theories. <laughs> These are my theories, right? But 
I have a theory that the world is in like defense panic mode right now because not enough people are regulating their nervous systems and spreading that energy, like being an example of how to stay calm and logical and loving, you know, all of these things. So like you're making the world a better place by regulating your nervous system. I truly believe that. I'm going to state that as a fact. It's true. It's real because I said so. (laughs) So let's get into how you can actually regulate your nervous system. Okay. So breathing is a big part of it. Okay. There's, you know, several different things that you can do with your breath to regulate your nervous system. So you can go on YouTube and you can look up, um, intentional breath work. Okay. And usually that is where some, a voice tells you to breathe in for eight seconds, hold for eight seconds, breathe out for 16 or whatever, you know, and it's counting. It's very intentional. You're concentrating on how much air is coming in, how much air is coming out. You're concentrating on the feeling of your lungs holding that air and that, you know, because you're using your logical brain to think about all of these things and you are oxygenating your brain and your cells, that regulates your nervous system. Okay. Another breathing thing that you can do um, is called fire breath. (laughs) And I would suggest looking that up on YouTube as well, but it's kind of like hyperventilating, but you're doing it on purpose. And uh, same concept as the other breathing technique. And you can just kind of try these out, see what works best for you, what is most comfortable, what you're most likely to do every day. Because if it's something that you're like, well, that was hard and terrible and I didn't like it, you're probably not going to do it every day, right? Third is called um, like breathing into your hips. uh, And you want to do this while you're standing up. So we spend a lot of our time sitting during the day, right? Unless you have a very active like walking around job or you are just an active person in, in general, we cut off uh, the oxygen supply to our vagus nerve. And our vagus nerve is very important in regulating the nervous system. So you want to stand up often throughout the day and take a deep breath like from the from your lower belly and your pelvis. So how you can know if you're doing that is to look down at your stomach And if your stomach expands when you're taking a breath and you feel an expansion in your stomach and in the hip region, then you know that you are taking your breath from that area. If you see your chest and your shoulders rising, then you know that like that's a shallow breath. It's not deep enough. That is not going to reach down to that vagus nerve. Um, So that is a, I, I call that one kind of like a hack. It's like I can go straight to the nerve that controls it all, you know what I mean? And give oxygen and stretching room to that area. So the next uh, method that I want to talk about is called tapping. And this is like an acupuncture, like pressure point way to access the nervous system. And I love tapping. I do it whenever I just like, I'm in a funk and I feel like I can't get out. I will look up um, different tapping routines on YouTube or um, sometimes they're on Spotify as well and usually I will look up like tapping to relieve anxiety or tapping to relieve depression or tapping to feel more content like whatever it is you want I'm I bet there's a tapping thing out there and you're tapping different parts of your body usually like the top of your head your forehead your cheekbones like under your chin your chest your wrists different 
these different places that really that access um, straight into your nervous system. And then you are uh, consciously reciting words of comfort to yourself. So I do them a lot for like wealth as well. So I'll be tapping and saying like, it is possible for me to make X, Y, Z amount of money, right? Or uh, I am not afraid to have this much money in my bank account, right? So it's like little things like that and you tap it into your nervous system, okay? It's awesome. Just go try it. If you've never heard of it and it sounds totally weird, I just encourage you to like give it a chance and see how you feel about it. And if it's totally wacko crazy after you try it, then you could just try something else. (laughs) So next I want to give some maybe some like simpler things that don't involve you having to go to YouTube or having to have any sort of outside source to help you out with it. So the next one is uh, to move your body. So that can be dancing. Uh, Dancing is amazing for um, balancing your nervous system because it uses both hemispheres of the brain. It's called, oh shoot, what's it called? Dual, dual, let me look it up real quick. <laughs> bilateral stimulation that's what it's called so dancing uses both sides uh, both hemispheres of the brain and that helps to regulate your nervous system so uh, singing does the same thing okay not only are you breathing deeply to sing but it lifts your mood it regulates your nervous system it does so many great things for you Uh, Even like walking, going for a walk and like talking to someone you love on the phone, that's bilateral stimulation and also it's human connection and it's moving your body, it's exercise, it's breathing, it's like all the things that help to regulate your nervous system, okay? Uh, Yoga is amazing, obviously it's movement, it's breathing, it's um, intentional thoughts uh, of positivity and comfort and safety, right? It's intentionally believing that you're safe. Um, And then there's like little hacks like splashing cold water on your face, taking a warm bath. Some of these like uh, typical like self-care actions can be system regulating. Okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest watching a ton of TV as a system regulation or scrolling social media as a system regulation. Those are not great great ways to regulate your system like they probably do then that's why people do them right that's why people become addicted to these ways of regulating their system but they're not healthy ways same with drinking alcohol doing drugs like if those are your methods for regulating your system then they are going to be short term and the side effects of doing those are not going to be worth worth the temporary regulation if that makes sense Okay, let's see. Have I covered everything I want to cover with that? I believe I have. So I really encourage you to take the time every single day to regulate your system and and even to do it multiple times a day, especially like with the breathing techniques or just reminding yourself to take a deep breath every now and then. And I know like Apple Watches have... A setting that will tell you to breathe <laughs> and those are great um, take the time every single day to do this it will eventually help your system to believe that it truly is safe 
and it will start to stay longer and longer in safety mode instead of just having like a couple of hours where you felt good you'll have whole days where you feel good and then you'll have weeks where you felt good and you'll have months where you felt good right and there will be the times when your brain will send you flying flailing back over to um, defense mode but if you are practicing every day you can bring yourself right back over to safety mode okay this is so important for everyone if you know somebody who needs this message I would be so grateful if you could share this podcast episode with them to help them to live a more um, content and satisfied life. If this is something that you need, I hope that you are finding this useful and that you will practice it every day. If you want to take this work deeper, not only to create uh, a little more calm and contentment in your life, but to actually start creating uh, intentionally more of a life that you want, whether that's like I want to write a book or I want to find a boyfriend or I want to improve my relationship with my children. Like if there's some big impossible goal that just feels like you, you're never going to get there because of your triggers and trauma responses, I'm the lady to talk to. I love helping people with this. I love helping people to get their lives back and to start feeling like themselves again. Like that's truly my passion because that's what my coach gave to me. I used to feel sort of like a very depressed potato that sat on the couch all day long and had no desire to live my life and saw no light at the end of the tunnel, thought for sure I was heading for a divorce, thought for sure I was gonna be the worst mother ever and that my child would hate me. And now I know that like all of these things are a choice, right? I get to choose how I want my life to turn out and I would love to give that choice to you. And I used to only do six month uh, contracts with my clients, but I said the hell of it, this is my business and I wanna do things the way that I wanna do them. So I now offer smaller packages at lower prices. I want to work with you with uh, whatever time line you've got going on time limit um, budget limits I want to work with that okay I know that here's my belief mental health um, help and assistance I want it to be accessible to everybody like I still need to put food on my table (laughs) so I do like I still have to charge for what I do I've invested you know almost a hundred thousand dollars into my life coach education but I want everyone to be able to have this. So if you feel like this is not accessible to you, I want you to come and talk to me just to see if we can work something out. You can contact me by emailing me. That's the most preferable way. You can email me at crystalbatesmori at gmail.com. That's C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-B-A-T-E-S-M-O-R-E-Y at gmail.com. And we can set up a free consultation for us to talk about everything that is worrying you, all of the things that are on your mind, uh, all the beliefs that you have about yourself and why you haven't been able to create the life that you want to have. And then we make a plan for how we would work together, how we would overcome those things. And we talk about scheduling and pricing and all that good stuff. It's where all the answers come to all the questions that you have. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please share, like I said, with anyone who you think would need it. And if you have the time and feel like being the most wonderful person in the world, 
I would love it if you went to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you are accessing this podcast and leaving me a review, uh, giving me suggestions on how to improve or different topics that you would love to hear about. Like I said, I love to concentrate mostly on relationships and how to improve those. So if you have a relationship thing, even better, bring it to me. I'll do a podcast episode on it. I hope you have a great day, a great week. Until the next time I record a podcast, I do no longer holding myself to a schedule. So I love you all and I will see you next time.